Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I am your host, Jesus Nolan. I'm joined by my friend and yours, Michelle. I think I've turned a new leaf. <gasps> I'm not going to hide behind really? fake names no. or animal sounds anymore. Woo! Except me, audience. Except me. Mercy. Mercy. Here we go. The shrill in our voice. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, even though it's musting here because we've been working too hard. If this is your first time listening to us, we are the Musty Collective and we motivate ourselves to become better storytellers. On today's show... We will be breaking down the new Apple TV show called Home Before Dark. Yeah. I never thought, and we had said we're not going to get into Apple TV. We said we're going to be a Netflix Disney Plus home, but we got a free trial. <laughs> well, Michelle will explain what happened. Yeah. But uh, was it worth our time? Were we converted? Well, I don't know, converted to Apple <laughs> TV, but was it worth our time? Yes. But why? <laughs> why? I'll tell you why once we... Start the show. get to our main topic i wanted to say congratulations michelle for what we got to episode 50 (laughs) yes the musty creative podcast musty musty collective out there we appreciate y'all thank you so much our fans keeping us going for all the heartfelt messages and support taking our emails uh, just giving us a thumbs up or a like on our social media posts. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We really love y'all. Yes. And episode 50, man, that feels good. Ah. I think it's time to retire. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, we do have an episode prepared for you and everything. It's just, man, 50 episodes though. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was gonna. I, I didn't think we would get to this. Well, our goal was thirty. Uh, last year, that was one yeah. of my goals. They hit thirty. Yep. So, we've almost doubled it. Yeah. Uh, this year, my goal is to get to seventy. Obviously, I think if we just keep going at this pace, we'll obviously eclipse that. Mm-hmm. Going every week. Last year, we had a little spell because we were really sick and we really got off like our schedule <laughs> for like a crazy. month and a half or two months. <laughs> Um, and then we came back with uh, Marvel's Avengers. Yes. And we kept our stride, and now we're really in the once a week episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we might need to take a break, though. <laughs> we'll see. All shows go on hiatus at some point. Maybe take like a season break or something yeah. like that. Um, but also, you know, we haven't really, I guess we haven't talked about this in a while, but I hope everyone out there is doing well with the COVID-19 pandemic and the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. Uh, we, had, we do have an email address, Michelle. What is our email? Themustycreative at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Um, if you want to reach me personally, you can also reach me at uh, my first name, Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, Jesus, at mustycreative.com or the Musty Creative 
at gmail.com. Either one, send us a message, let us know if we can be of help or services to you. Anyways, that's all I want to say. Congratulate us. Congratulate you. <laughs> Congratulate us. Congratulate you. And let's have an awesome episode 50. Woo! I'm a member of Women in Film. Women in Film? Yes. It's an organization dedicated to supporting women in film. Who the funk it? No, it's actually really, they do good work. Yeah, and they have a lot of special events specifically for women. You can bring men too if you have a guest. I have I have showed up a couple times. <laughs> yes. But it's been it's been really um, educational. And since this whole COVID-19 thing has been happening, they've been having a lot of Zoom calls. Is that what you say? <laughs> calls? Yeah, <Google>. Zoom calls <laughs> or, or like Zoom Zoom meetings. Yeah, Zoom conference meetings mm-hmm. kind of a thing. But they've been doing that instead, which has actually been a little better for me because I've had to drive to L.A. from faraway places to get to their events. So it was kind of nice just being able to play it on my laptop. Yeah. Yeah, they've had some really, really good stuff. Yeah, so they recently had Dana Fox, a showrunner and writer, on for a special Zoom discussion about her new show, Home Before Dark, which is on Apple TV. Woo! Um, and she seems like a really great down-to-earth person and had some great advice on working with kids and how to create a safe environment for everyone on set. And her talk was really great, so great, that Jesus and I decided to watch the show and we were like, let's just watch an episode. Right. But then we ended up watching, I don't know how many, like two or three. We just got we just got hooked. We started binge I, well, watching. Well, we got hooked after the first episode. But let's explain to our Muzzy Collective what happened. Because we did, in a previous episode, I know people were like, oh, you, you traitors. We still have Netflix. We still have Disney+. Plus. But, <laughs> you know, how did we get on Apple TV? Oh, well, okay. Because I'm a member of Women in Film. With... Yes. Yes. And I joined this, I registered for this particular special event. Um, yeah. I guess, I don't know if it was Dana Fox or just Apple TV in general, but they're like, everyone who joins this event can get three months of free Apple TV. So I was like, free, anything is awesome. So I'm going to sign up. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, yeah. I didn't believe it. And then we signed in and we started watching. They didn't tell us to get off. So, yeah. Actually, we need to watch um, the the blind show. <laughs> I forget. See, yeah, I keep. <laughs> it's like it's one word like that. Yes, uh, I want to see that one. Jason Momoa blind. But anyways, mm-hmm. Home Before Dark is a show that is based on real life events and follows Hildy Lisko, a young journalist who discovers a murder in her hometown, and not really her hometown because she comes from New York, mm-hmm. and then she moves into this place. It's not really her hometown, but. It's really good. So I've always loved turning actual events into formats like films and books. Um, Because I just, I don't know, I think it's just really interesting. There's a lot of reasons why, but um, why do you think this form of storytelling can be so powerful? I think people love storytelling. That's that's why we're here making a podcast, because we're motivated to become better storytellers. And in some ways, you know, we're beginners. You know, obviously you're more advanced than I am, and I'm mm-hmm. definitely a beginner. Uh, but why we started the show is because we want to learn more. And, you know, the power, the powerfulness of storytelling is that it doesn't always have to be fictional. I think what's even more powerful are the non-fictional stories that really move us. Yeah. And, 
you know, for me, I've always been empowered by people who fought in, you know, in the, they fought against injustice. They fought against crime and corruption. You know, people like Martin Luther King Jr., always been a big fan of him, and Martin Luther, you know, people like them, hearing their stories, uh, hearing how they fought against, you know, the evil empires of the day, uh, really, you know, you know, really motivated me. And so I think when we find a story like this, as, as Dana Fox and the other writers of the show did, they found a real life story, and then they turned it into a very powerful fictional TV series. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. And they did a great job. And, I, you know, I think the reason why it did so well is because it's anchored in some kind of truth, some kind of real life event. And I think that is always something that we want to anchor ourselves to because we want to believe that we ourselves can be heroes. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's great to see the fanciful, you know, the Marvels and the Star Wars and the Indiana Jones. Yeah. But other times, I think it's even more powerful to see that a regular human being, just like you, can accomplish something meaningful and powerful. Yeah, like, um, I don't know, like watching superhero movies, you always, like, you wish you can be like them, but you know in reality you can never match them at all because it's not real. But I think when, like what you're saying, when you yeah. see real people accomplishing real things and overcoming real obstacles, it, it hits you in a different way because it helps you to see and relate to it on a deeper personal level and it gives you more of like a practical way of how you can possibly overcome your own struggles too. Yeah, so when creating a story out of real events, there are some details that might not fit within the story arc that occurred in real life. And why does that happen, Michelle? Um, well, there's a number of reasons and some people get upset because, oh, it's not exactly like the story or the original or whatever. Like, people get really Do people really get upset about that? I think some people do. I could, oh. Especially in the comment section of things. Oh, They're like, okay. well, they missed this and they didn't put that in and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But there's some reasons why they do it, um, just for creativity's sake. But um, movies are sort of like concentrated versions of what actually happens. Yeah. So you can only get all of the most important moments that took place for that particular story in a very succinct way. And if these things are going to play out in real life, it would be really long and boring and you'd have to drudge through it just to get to the good stuff. Or things would occur so quickly that you wouldn't need a feature-length film or TV series to actually cover it. It'd be more like a short film. Yeah, I think with this, with this story, I think it really worked. You know, when we did research, mainly you did the research um, about the real Hildy. Um, you know, honestly, the stories weren't as great. <laughs> like she found one murder and then she was researching about a mountain lion and then, you know, talk about her babysitter. Like, you know, it, it's still inspiring what she's doing, but it wasn't like the big time murder mystery that the show came out with. And it wasn't going to be something where you could fill in for like, you know, eight hours for one season. Right. So I think the I think the writers did what was best. They set up they set up the foundation and then and they took bits from real life and then they they built on top of it. And I think they built on who Hildy is as a person. too. Yeah, her character. Like just like the women empowerment part of her and like not wanting to 
be treated as a child, even though she was one. Like, she wanted to be treated as an adult who was taking things seriously. And I think that was, like, a really strong message they were trying to spread in the whole show of, like, females can do things too, children can do things too. Mm -hmm. Don't um, underestimate them. Yeah, and honestly, there were parts where they were pushing, you know, the female empowerment part and it, it was very good it's always good for young young women to have role models to look up to um but there were times where was like oh here we go again but now doing research on the real character it's like people really did attack her for being a little girl saying mm -hmm. you should like stop being a reporter and play with your dolls it's like come yeah. on guys like she can do what she wants she's a kid and i also liked i think this is an interview when she's older because she's like what 14 16 now um, yeah, I'm not sure. And so she was talking about how, you know, parents always say that to their kids that you can do anything, but then they're afraid to have them cross the street by themselves. And I thought that was a very interesting thing. She was talking about how kids are a lot smarter than adults give them credit for. Mm -hmm. And personally, from my own experience, I've been saying that for years. I am not a kid, but I think kids are really smart. I think sometimes we baby them too much because we're so afraid. I'm not saying you show kids disgusting things. But I think you, you know, maybe empower them to do great things instead of kind of hold them back because you're scared mm -hmm. or you think they're stupid. Yeah. I think a lot of the time parents put their own fears onto their kids. Yeah. And then that creates the fear in the child and that makes them not want to do the same things that you don't want to do. Um, so I think a, like a, a big part of the story was like her relationship with her dad and just seeing the example of like how her dad was really passionate about his work and then that made her just as passionate about it as her dad was yeah so when we look at the similarities between hildy lisco and hildy leeshack as you <laughs> pronounce it uh man I, I, I would actually like to meet the real hildy she seems super interesting so forward thinking of, of a not just of a of a woman but as a child um and a teenager like as a kid like she's still like is thinking so far ahead than what I was. The only thing I could think of at that moment when I was a kid, I did try to start my own news thing, but I definitely didn't take it as seriously. I didn't like print and publish a website, mm -hmm. but I did have the Jesus Nolan News Network or JNN. And we <laughs> actually had like a kind of like a, like a weekend update fake news bit mm -hmm. at the school talent show when I was in elementary school. But it went terrible because, like, the kids I drafted to come up there with me, like, I think a bunch of them got scared because it seemed like a cool idea when we all thought about it. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know anything about writing scripts or preparing or practicing. Yeah. We just had, like, a couple ideas and then, like, oh, we'll be up there and it'll be awesome. Um, I handled myself like a professional like like I do now. <laughs> no, but uh, but it was it was not as easy as I thought it would be. So I definitely give her I give her that. I just think it's really cool that, you know, when you when you talk about young prodigies or, or quote unquote geniuses or people who are really smart, you think of things like this, that they're forward thinking, they're ahead of their time um, and, you know, they're doing things that the people uh, on average would not even think or dare to do. Mm -hmm. I just really think that's awesome. And the show did a great job expressing Hildy's character of not going to back down, not going to take any crap. I'm going to do my job. And I'm going to make sure to call out corruption. And a big theme that I saw was the idea that the truth matters no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really excellent by the writers 
And I feel like if I were to talk to real Hildy, I think I would find that same spirit because I think that Dana Fox and the other writers, you know, when they spend time with her, I think they were able to, you know, really capture that and they and then show us in the, in Home Before Dark. Mm-hmm. And also that truth is not your own truth. It's like there was an absolute truth. There was an objective found. absolute truth. Yeah. yeah, I did like that. It wasn't relative. Mm-hmm. It wasn't relative at all. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then even just like personality-wise, the way that they did the casting for Hildy um, with Brooklyn Prince... I thought it was really great because, like, if you watch videos of the real Hildy and then you watch the show, you can see, like, the sort of, like, the speech patterns and, like, her mannerisms a were, bit, like, yeah. really similar. Yeah. So I thought she did a really good job. Plus, Brooklyn Prince scares me because she was in that scary movie with that one guy from The Stranger Things. So I'm intimidated by her. <laughs> if I ever see a little girl on the street in the middle of the night, I'm going to run. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Okay, so both the real and fake Hildy were obsessed with journalism, Mm -hmm. just like their dads. And they even reignited the obsession within their fathers to help them continue on that career path. Um, Both the real and fake Hildy solved a crime in their new hometowns. And although the locations are different, Hildy was the first to report of a suspicious murder case that occurred in her hometown. And they were, they both, like, even though the scenes were different, um... The real Hildy, she actually, like, did a spoof of the mean comments that Jimmy Kimmel does yeah. on his show. But she was reading... Or Jimmy Kimmel stole it from her in the future and then <laughs> brought it back to the Jimmy present. Kimmel found a time machine, went in the past and stole it. I'm just saying, it's possible. The Hildy in the show, she did it in the school cafeteria. So it was kind of like a way to, I don't know, prove herself in her school in a way. Yeah. So they kind of changed it a little bit there. And then she also actually wrote her own newspaper called the Orange Street News. But the Hildy in the show had the Magic Hour Chronicles. That's right. It was yeah. called Magic Hour Chronicles. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then there's there's major differences, too, in the show. So, like, the actual crime that took place was not the same crime that was in the show. But the writers took the liberty in creating a more involved storyline so that the case can actually linger. They can make it more personal for the fake Hildy. Yeah, and that that's what I'm talking about. Um, if, if you haven't watched the show, please go watch the show. If you have watched the show and you want a more like you want a more in-depth kind of like review analysis of the of the show, let us know. We can do a whole nother episode. Because it's actually a really good show. But they did the foundation, they took the elements of what Hildy's life was and her father's life. And they created a beautiful foundation and then built a world on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it's really amazing what they did from a storytelling perspective. Because the it's not a like, oh, go watch the show because it's great because of Hildy. It's great because the story, like the plot and how the events come together, how everything's linked to family. Yeah. Uh, it's actually really well done. Mm-hmm. So if you want just a really nice, like mystery crime solving, like, you know, story to watch, eight hours of great content. And you want something that's safe for the family to watch. I also really appreciate that. It was very safe, I think, family friendly. Yeah. Then go watch Home Before Dark. Mm -hmm. I think it was just, they just had a few cuss words here and there, but it wasn't like anything big. Nothing sexual. Yeah. You know, it was good. And also one thing that we haven't talked about was, I I think it showed a great father-daughter relationship in modern Mm -hmm. times. Yeah. And also not just one 
father-to-daughter relationship, but all three of the father-daughter relationships in the show, just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And little, little Jenny. <laughs> little, little sweet, cute Jenny. <laughs> I think it was cool, too, how, like, the... Because, I don't know, they some, for certain shows, not every show, but for there's certain shows where they try to make the parents, like, these perfect people... And the parents were definitely not perfect in this nope, show. Nope. But, but it, not but not imperfect in the sense of like, oh, they can never be good parents. Yeah, no, you could see that they were actually good people. They just like they were dealing with things and they didn't know how to deal with them at times. But it was cool that Hildy sort of saw past that and she realized that she could actually do something to help her dad. So it wasn't like she was taking the seat of like, oh, I'm the helpless child, the victim of whatever's happening. Like she actually was like, I'm going to help my dad get better, even though she probably couldn't (laughs) on her own. Yeah. But like she actually she had like a really healthy mindset, I think, of like not victimizing herself or thinking it's her fault or something like that. So I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. And, And it's really just I just I can't say enough about. How well they what they did with the character and the and the surrounding cast, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think if you have not again if you haven't watched this if you get a free trial of Apple TV um, or can just pay for it, just it's a good time. Yeah. It it's definitely something that you know I don't know if it would have been on Netflix. It definitely feels like Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So one thing I really enjoyed about Home Before Dark is. The fact that it shows women as role models. A lot of the women in this show were very positive characters. Not positive like they're happy all the time, but it's like they, I don't know, they weren't like put in a box. Like they were able to be individuals and have their own strengths for each one of them. And they were able to acknowledge what the world has done by putting women in boxes and that it's important for girls to really express themselves and to be who they are and to not allow society to tell them who they need to be, but just for them to be themselves. I think that was really cool. Yeah, I think just allowed... And it was, it was a story. It's a story for everyone. Um, but also, as I think what a, a young woman or a woman could get out of this is that it's a story for women, by women, mm-hmm. telling, you know, telling a female story, and I think that's really amazing. Yeah, I would definitely like to see more of that. One thing that I I know that you don't really like this type of animation that much, but I really love stop motion animation. No, I I, I do like it. Well, I, did- it's just that usually what comes out of it looks so hideous. <laughs> But did you like it the way they did it in this show? I thought it was inventive. I think also when they're talking about the crimes, mm-hmm. they they go to different media forms. Yeah. So that's one thing that was really nice about the show. It was very artistic mm-hmm. in how it in just in how it was produced. So yeah. definitely like hats off to the director and producer and and you know the whole production team and the cinematographer and, and just just there's an artist element to mm-hmm. the show um, just from like a visual standpoint that was really nice and th- yeah the stop motion yeah. scenes were definitely part of it and I really appreciated too like they weren't being lazy with it at all like for mm-hmm. the the um, 
intro, it, yeah, the intro, it yeah. continually changed based on new information that Hildy found. Yeah, so it, you know, Michelle got a kick out of it. I, I wanted to skip it, but <laughs> Michelle got a kick out of it, and it, and she was like, "Oh wow, you see, now that's changed because of this." And I was like, "Oh, that's nice," but <laughs> it's cool because everyone gets something out of the show, and it's like you're solving a mystery book together with Hildy. Yeah, and I, th- I thought that was actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. In fact. Mystery books, interactive mystery books that are dynamic and in print is actually a great product. And uh, if anyone wants to make that with me, let me know. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah, so that's everything we kind of wanted to get into about the show. Again, we we experienced it for ourselves fresh, and so I think it's only meaningful that you are Musty Collective if you haven't heard about the show yet. Go and experience it for yourself nice and fresh. If any of you want us to do a more in-depth, like, spoiler, like spo- spoiler, you know, crazy story about it, we definitely will. Um, because, honestly, I would like to come back to this. And, you know, Dana, we have a huge audience, so... Please come on to the show. We love to interview you. But as far as motivating ourselves to become better storytellers, we like to leave you with this. Three things to learn about storytelling from Home Before Dark. Number one. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) There are times when you need to spice things up a bit due to a lack of information. So if you are turning a real life story into something more edible... Yeah, sure, is you can that use that word. word. It, that is a word, edible, yeah. <laughs> um, you can, something more, something easier to digest as an audience member. Um, there are certain things you can do. So um, in that case, you could add characters, which they did in this show. They added like two little sidekicks to Hildy. True. Um, I can't remember their names I'm the not going to try to remember their names Spoon right now, was either. one of them. I don't remember their names. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm not the human IMDb. But yeah, so like, so yeah, so they added characters. They added um, two extra characters and then a bunch of extra like families that were involved in the story. Um, they also added locations. So it really helps when you have really interesting locations. Um, at one point, they go to like this theme park type thing. It yep. was like an abandoned theme park, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. So it was like this huge playground for these little journalist kids that are like running around everywhere. Yep. Um, also there's like B or C stories on top of the A story. So the A story is like solving the murder, a B story or a C story was like an extra family member has an issue and it's not really tied to the main storyline, but it's something that the characters still have to deal with in a certain way or one of the side characters have to deal with. And in some cases... It can also be tied to the main storyline, too. Yeah, it just depends on, like, how you want to do it, really. But it also, it just adds, like, some variation to it, and it it kind of gives you a break from the thing you've been watching for, like, almost an hour. So you can kind of think, oh, yeah, I forgot they were trying to do this thing, too. Yeah, that's true. So it kind of gives you some variety. Yeah. Number two, uh, world build. And this is kind of tied to number one, but I want to take it in a different direction, slightly different perspective. It please world build in your stories. Don't forget to let us know the context and the backstories and the histories, right? When you add characters, especially in Home Before Dark, 
there's great backstory that ties into the whole like main narrative of the story and, and adds this context and this meta to it that really gives you like a better understanding and more empathy for the characters. So yeah, world build on top of your real life foundation, you know, read about history and tell us your story from it. Give us your perspective. There's so many interesting tales that happen in real life in human history. And if you can read something that's very, very good and find a story in there that you really appreciate and you're passionate about, you can share it and give us a, a new take on it, a fresh take in 2020. Number three is um, know what your overall message is. What kind of influence are you trying to give to your audience? Like, do you want them to feel like they're empowered? Do you want them to be depressed? I hope not, but that sometimes people do Some, that. Sometimes people do that. Some writers are um, into that. Yeah, so like for this story in particular, I think women empowerment was a big message they were trying to share mm-hmm. and child empowerment too. Yeah, I, I mean, The Real thing. Hildy has a whole article on her Orange Street News website about youthism so yeah it's interesting yeah so i think like if you have because i mean everyone has a bias in something and so if you have something you feel passionately about and you want to convey that in your story just be mindful of that as you're writing it and as you're creating the story arcs and all that stuff like all of it sort of ties into what your overall message is yeah i also want to add though that I strongly think that the that the bigger message in Home Before Dark is truth matters no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Because there, there's, you could, man, if we, if we did a whole story and analyzing this too, because if you look at the name Home Before Dark, what does that mean? I mean, get <laughs> home before dark because there's mystery, there's darkness, there's evil in town. Yes. Uh-huh. But it could also mean the idea that home is where the heart is and... You want to get into it before the darkness, the evil, falls upon mm. the earth. I don't know. Anyways, it's a it's a good show. It's a great show, and definitely go watch it. It's worth ten hours of your life. Was it ten hours? Mm-hmm. Wow. That was hey. That was some great content. Ten hours. Yep. That was pretty awesome. That's one thing that's really cool about this whole online TV streaming thing. Um, anyways, but the three things. Remember, you can spice things up if you have a lack of information for your story. World build on top of real life foundations and know the overall message of your story. Mm -hmm. So that's all the time we have for now. So we want to thank you all for listening. Thank you, our Musty Collective. We really appreciate you. Next week's podcast, which will be on Wednesday on time, our apologies, uh, will feature (laughs) a special guest. His name is Michael Lawrence, who just dropped his first single, Ghost, on Spotify. I'm like, what's that have to do with storytelling? Well, we're going to explain in the podcast, uh, songwriters tell stories. We discuss with him what it takes to produce music, how lyric writing works, and what his motivation behind the song comes from. And if you have any projects that you're working on, like movies or shows or books or games or puzzles, I don't know. Uh, please let us know by posting on social media with the hashtag MustyCreative. MustyCreative. Musty creative and we'll share it on the show and we could share you on the show who knows let us know we want to thank our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the musty creative podcast with your support we will be able to create better shows for you interview more guests and buy better equipment and we have been we we're gonna be you know the quality of the production is gonna get better and better and better one drop at a time creates a flood we can support us at anchor.fm 
not we, you, you can support us <laughs> at anchor.fm slash musty and click on the support button. That's all the time we have for. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes and find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and anchor.fm slash musty. Now, it's time to shower up. Gives them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.